and welcome to episode 31 of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. And I'm actually another account manager here. We are glad you're listening today because as we talked about last episode, episode 30, which we'll link in the show notes, many of us are deep in the planning stages of determining our 2019 marketing goals. And if you're anything like me, you want a worry-free, perfect-to-a-T plan to follow and execute for the next year. That's often easier said than done, but sometimes the best way to tackle that is by first listing what you don't want to do. So we thought this would be great for you today to hear five digital marketing mistakes that you might be making and then how to avoid repeating them in 2019. So I first came across this article idea about the digital marketing mistakes. I mean, we all know that mistakes are out there, but ones that are listed um, in order. I came across this article on Business 2 Community and as I read it, I really thought, wow, I see a lot of these mistakes happening. So we'll link that article in the show notes if you're maybe more of a reader or want to dig in deeper to it. But we wanted to give you the Cliff Notes version today as well as our own personal experience about these digital marketing mistakes so you can plan for sure not to make them next year. So Alex, what is the first mistake they talked about? The first mistake is overspending on Google and Facebook ads. Um, According to the Association of National Advertisers, only 25% of money spent on digital ads reaches real people. Um, I think think the biggest takeaway from this one is, I think what people, they're using like the boost option or they're not actually going into the business or the ads manager and creating like a really highly targeted um, right. ad yeah. and or, or they they haven't defined their, their audience narrow enough yeah um, you know things like that and then so people's what Nicholas Kuzmich calls it is the Facebook philanthropy yeah <laughs> which I think is yeah, so you're just making Facebook richer <laughs> there, there are so many people who um, they'll, they'll spend a little bit of money on Facebook see no results and then they just kind of give up and like or they just throw a bunch of money at it Thinking right. that the more money they put on, the better it'll do. Yeah. Um, but it's really more of as a, re- a result of you trying to segment yourself uh, more accurately. Well, yeah, that's so true. And we talked about this briefly on episode eight about B2B and how you can create awareness using Facebook ads. But um, there still are just a lot of people who aren't using it correctly. And I don't know if that comes, like you said, they're just hitting the boost button Are they still kind of thinking as social media ads as kind of, oh, it's just a social media ad? Sure. Whereas these platforms these days are robust. They should be given considerable time for planning, planning what your goals are, what your conversion rate should be, how much money to conversion. You know, all of those things that you might have spent back in the day figuring out for maybe your TV or radio ad. They, they now need to be put towards your social media ads. Right, right. And the other thing, something, just a tip to keep in mind is when you're creating this content for these social platform ads, you want them to look less like ads and more content that would just be in line with the stream of content that's exactly. already on there. Like if it's something that's popping out and screaming ad, like yeah, obviously nobody likes to be interrupted right. to look at something. Um, so, so make sure that what you're doing fits is like contextual to the platform. Exactly, and targeted as well. No right. one wants to see something that really they're like, why, why am I even seeing this? this? Because 
people are going to hit the button. I don't want to see it like this. And then it's going to negatively affect that. Got and it. I think on the flip side of that, for Google AdWords, that platform is so involved, so robust. Do either your due diligence and learning how to use it or go hire someone who does know how to use it. And that's not just a pat on the back, like, hey, hire us to do your Google AdWords. That's, there's a lot that goes into Google AdWords, a lot of bidding and a lot of, you know, just keywords and bidding on the right ones. And it can get real expensive real fast. Absolutely. <laughs> Ashley, what is the second digital marketing mistake most people are making? So the second mistake that they outline in this article is not using retargeting pixels. And if you're not familiar with what that is, pretty much like if you've ever looked at something online, maybe you're online shopping for like, I don't know, the perfect pair of boots. And then you go yeah. um, um, into Facebook and you're realizing that this this uh, product is following you. Mm -hmm. um, you're seeing it in the ads and it's coming up on the side. That is um, their re retargeting pixel hard at work. Um, this is key for converting your like web visits into um, customers and staying right. top of mind. Right, yeah. In fact, they say the average shopper makes nine visits before deciding to buy. So if that doesn't say that you should be retargeting them, you should be retargeting them. Yeah. In fact, I used to be kind of really annoyed actually that the ads used to follow you around, but now I kind of look at this kind of positively as a yeah. consumer mm -hmm. because I might be on the fence. Maybe I'm looking at, say, a new piece of luggage. Mm -hmm. I might be kind of on the fence about it, but then I keep kind of getting hit by the ad or maybe I keep seeing a better discount for yeah. it because they keep retargeting me. Mm -hmm. Eventually, odds are that I might take another look at that again because, oh, I keep seeing it. It must Happen. Yeah, and I think like subconsciously too, there's like an awareness piece to that. Mm -hmm. So when I am ready to go buy that piece of luggage, they're the first ones that come to mind. Plus, I'm, I'm familiar with their right products, blah, 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 blah. I've seen it. Maybe it comes through my Facebook and I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to buy that. Yep. Yeah. So it just it makes it easier for the consumer. And if you don't know how to implement a pixel, Again, not trying to say, hey, hire us to do it, but we'd be more than happy to kind of give you a tip on just how to implement that pixel for free. Mm -hmm. um, they're easier than you think, and you usually don't even have to involve your developer these days. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not as scary as you think. You know what I, I think is funny is, I think most people are, they're kind of expecting to, if you're gonna see a retargeted ad somewhere, it's like, it's on Facebook or somehow like mm -hmm. some Google ad, mm -hmm. you know, banner or something like that. But I just kind of laugh sometimes when I see retargeting happening in like really peculiar spots of like <laughs> like the email, like like yeah. Gmail's like yeah. ad banner yeah. of, like at the very top. Like when you see it there, it's just like like such a niche place I feel like to see <laughs> retargeting happening. Catches anyway. more your attention even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or like in areas where for example, like that one, you're so desensitized to that, like you never ever look at it. Right. So then when there is one that's like retargeted, it's like, oh, I almost forgot that was there. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy the amount. I mean, it can definitely help you um, to have those pixels implemented. And they're, I mean, they're on every platform these days, whether you're using LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, Instagram. I mean, any platform these days has a pixel. So use mm -hmm. it. Because how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been or who's <laughs> looking at your stuff? There you go. So the third one they mentioned was not researching keywords for your blog, um, or as I would call that, keywords or topic clusters. 
I would say not only your blog, but for any piece of content you're putting out. So they mentioned Google is responsible for 94% of the total organic traffic. So that's why it is essential that you know what keywords that you want to target. And why I mentioned topic clusters is that's not to scare you, no big <laughs> words there, but topic clusters would mean, so say again this luggage example, so then a topic cluster of luggage for traveling, luggage that fits in the car, luggage with wheels that do the special things or whatever. You know, so any of that's gonna be in that bigger keyword of luggage, um, luggage for kids. Mm -hmm. So any of those off branch would be the topic clusters of that. Mm -hmm. And so you need to really focus on those when you're writing content for your website or blog and then going to promote that because that is gonna be, um, just how kind of the Google bots read your page and then how they kind of display that information in the search results. There are plenty of ways to find your keywords or even these topic clusters. Google AdWords, you don't have to be creating an ad to use their kind of keyword suggestion and see mm -hmm. how many searches are being done for keywords. Um, I like to just go to Google or YouTube and just type in what I want to rank for and just see what pops up or see what pops up on the bottom of the mm -hmm. search engine page because it has all these extra like, oh, people who also search for this, search for this and this and this and this. Yeah, Super easy way to know what people are looking for. Answer the Publix, another one, Quora, Uber Suggest, all of those are great tools to do your keyword research. Ashley, what was number four? Because I think that we're all guilty of this one. <laughs> <laughs> so number four is not converting blog or website traffic into customers. Um, and a good way to do this is to incorporate some like call to actions in the blog. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I know we talk a lot about a lot about content. We talk a lot about blogging and um, you know promoting that blog. That can get a lot of readers onto your website. Yeah. Make those readers into actual customers by including some kind of funnel um, in the blog post. Uh, I know we do this by putting a little call to action button yeah. at the bottom of each of our blog posts. And they it, say sometimes it even works if you like do it in the middle yeah. of the blog because Arms then it kind of yeah. people, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. And usually, usually we try to entice them with something free, like a free social media audit or um, a lot of, you know, you could pretty much do anything for any business, but that's a great way to, to incorporate the two. Yeah, I mean, I think any time a visitor is, you know, coming, even say from social media, they clicked on it and came to your website, mm -hmm. that's a potential customer. Not all of them maybe are gonna be a good fit, especially if you're in the B2B space, but odds are one or two might be. So yeah. why not try to capture mm -hmm. their information so you can kind of Keep, lead them down a funnel and keep yeah. them interested. Yeah. Um, Don't let all that hard energy that you put into your blog like yeah. go to waste. Actually, use that as a conversion. Exactly. Tool. And a lot of times, I mean, I know that exit pops up pop ups can be very annoying, <laughs> but they're also very effective. <laughs> so unless you're maybe a seasoned marketer, like either you know you're listening or us around this table, and you kind of just ignore those right away. Lots of people don't, and oh, they want me to do something. <laughs> I, I swear, like every single shopping website that I go to these days, like if you, you poke around it for like 30, 40 seconds, yeah. 60 seconds, whatever, 
you're almost always guaranteed. Like if, if it's something that you've never been to before, getting the, yeah. hey, put in your email address, we'll give you 15% off your oh, yeah. purchase. I feel like that happens everywhere. And who yeah. doesn't want to just come yeah, off right. their purchase? Exactly. Like, no. Nah. And, and, <laughs> and then they like guilt you into doing it because they'll say, it'll be like, like, Putting your email address and, and submit, or like, no Tiny thanks, letters. I don't want. No, no, like, I don't want a discount. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, I don't want free money today. Yeah, yeah, I don't want yeah. to see. You're like, well, yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh man. So, Alex, what is the fifth digital marketing mistake they listed? And I think we spoke pretty extensively about this on episode 28, but let's hear what it is again. Yeah. So number five is just not promoting your own content. So in the the, the big world of the internet, it is not a case of you create content and people will come. Yeah. Um, there's so freaking much content out there. People have to have a, find, a way to find you. Oh, so yeah. once you've created something, you have to go on the offense with that and kind of push it out to your relevant people, your followers, your you know potential follow you know viewers, whoever those might be. So that's that's taking, for example, say a blog, and then you know emailing that out to your email list. Yeah. It's taking that blog, maybe taking a little clip out of it, making a like a quote picture and then putting that on Instagram and saying like, hey, link in our bio to the new blog post. Yeah. Um, it's actually taking that and like pushing it out on people so that, because not everyone's got like, for your blog, not everyone's like coming to it every day to right, see if there's right. new Yeah, one. if this isn't filled of dreams, build it and they'll come. No, exactly. you, need that, you need to go get those people in the seats. <laughs> exactly, unless you're a very small handful of people on the internet, you got like to where people will come to you. Yeah. Um, you gotta, and even those people, they're probably the best at pushing content right, out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you gotta promote your own content. Yeah, yeah, you got you gotta just do it. And um, you know, another fun way that I noticed recently to do this, um, if you are like say a local business or just a business in general, your Google listing, where you're like listing with um, on Google for like your where your maps are and all the information people can find out when you're open and all that stuff, post your pictures on there because a lot of people are looking at those listings yeah. and that's just another way that you're gonna get noticed. So if you have a storefront or you have some specials or if you're B2B, the pictures of your machinery, mm -hmm. um, people are looking at those. That's a great tip, very underrated. It's like, very underrated. Imagine how many times you've looked up like, oh, like food in my area or whatever. Right. And you're looking at the listings on the side and I've like looked through the pictures of the food. Mm -hmm. Like imagine getting that kind of traction for your business. Oh, I, exactly. I was just gonna use that same example. Um, <laughs> like I, I find myself so influenced by the pictures on Google listings. Before <laughs> yeah. any restaurant I go to, I yeah. pretty much always look at mm -hmm. what's the rating and then look at a couple pictures. Or sometimes you're trying to figure out like what to wear to the restaurant. Exactly. So, like, trying to get the vibe of the place it's all people are looking exactly yeah. exactly and this definitely crosses over to b2b um again just to use a manufacturing example potential customer looks up your business they quick see what machinery you have mm -hmm. quick gives them an idea can you service my needs or not yeah um so let's see are there any mistakes that we missed because i have a few but i want to know your thoughts alex and ashley so mine Something that, that comes to mind for me is like lowering the barriers of trying to opt in or click on a link or 
you know, when people are promoting something, like there might be accidentally a dead link or something like that. The, the, what, something that I'm thinking of very specifically that I noticed recently was I got hit with a Nike ad. And you'd think Nike would have this stuff figured out there. Very <laughs> but they had, they, they didn't have like a, on the, in the Instagram ad, they didn't have like a shop now button. They had like the, the link to the product in the, de- in the, in the description of the Instagram mm. ad or like the, the little, the comment box. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't click that. Yeah. And on Instagram, you can't copy that either. So it was like, I'm not going to like try and manually yeah. type in this URL. Right. Like you lost me. Yeah. Right. Well, so was it a sponsored one? Or yeah, no? yeah, it was a sponsored. Oh, it was a sponsored one, and they still didn't have a shop now because that's like an automatic. Interesting. Or I, I don't know if it was. A, I can't remember if like the shop now button or something didn't work, but it was like the they had the link to where they you wanted that they wanted you to go. It was in the comments, and I was like, people uh, are gonna think to click that, but you can't. Yeah. And that's just like such a simple thing. Like on Instagram, you don't link anywhere other than in the bio. Yeah, yeah, and there's so many right? tools out these days. Even if you say link in profile um there's that one uh, one that i see a ton of people use that it's actually called link in profile mm-hmm. and once you hit the link in your profile it opens up like a, another version of your mm-hmm. feed and each of those yeah. pictures are clickable and will take you directly to the website that yeah. you want to do i look at a lot of recipe websites and that is so helpful to me because i'm like it could have been maybe five days ago but i'm just seeing the post in my feed mm-hmm. Same thing for Nike. It could have been five days ago, but you really like that shoe. Yeah. If you go to Lincoln Profile, odds are it's going to be right there, and Mm -hmm. you're just going to click on it and go to the shop. Yeah. Um, Something similar along those lines is when I've I've been hit with a custom ad for like a specific product, and then you click the shop now, and then it like takes you to like just the homepage or something like that, Mm -hmm. not to the specific. And you still got to dig around. Yeah, and then I'm like. And especially if it's like for a large company that has hundreds of different shoes yeah. or whatever, for example, like I'm not gonna dig around and try and find. Yeah. It. I don't care that much. Sorry, it's like so you lost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know that makes me think of another digital marketing mistake, and this one again, a big company, um, Lego. I was very frustrated the other night. They were making it very hard. I could only get a specific product if I became a VIP member. I swear to goodness, it was a lot to become a VIP member at Lego. And I was getting so frustrated. And if this wasn't on my child's Christmas wish list, then he's like, I really want this product. And I'm like, oh. so happy. And I wanted to do it secretively. Mm-hmm. But where was their chat box on Lego that I could just talk to customer service and be like, what's the hold up? Do I have to have a card number? I signed up, but I don't see it in my email. No yeah. chat box. Right. No chat box on Lego. So blown out of the water. I was. Yeah. I just, I think it seems like such a simple thing that could yeah. be like make or break a sale. Like exactly. In terms of like someone using your website. Mm-hmm. They had extensive FAQ section, but I was like, yeah, this page is long. So you know? I just wanted to pop up yeah. and talk to a customer agent right then. Um, <laughs> actually, sorry. Another example that just popped into my head was I, I recently I was trying to order takeout from a restaurant, and. I ordered, like they have like the menu right. button on the Google listing and I clicked on that and then like went through that, figured out what I was going to order and I was coordinating with other people too. Okay. Well, um, yeah. And so then I called them and then I placed, I like started like naming off the things that I like and the person on the other end of the line was confused and they're like, oh, you're ordering from the Google listing, aren't you? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, that's our old menu. We haven't updated it. <gasps> None of those things are on our menu anymore. Oh. Like, and then, and then their, the domain for their actual website was down. Was down. Mm. Okay, well, that leads me, that domain, 
um, mention leads me to one digital marketing mistake that I have noticed. I'm sorry, we're going into 2019. If you haven't updated your website in the last 10 to 15 years, maybe even less than that, like if you need your new menu updated, mm -hmm. please go and optimize that website because yeah. there is nothing more frustrated today especially when we're doing most of our researching on mobile to go to a website that's not mobile friendly. I, mean, I would say mm -hmm. even if you haven't done anything within the last five years, yeah. you know? I mean, a the internet changes never so fast. Yeah. Like, you might as well just leave the internet. That's, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think what you just said is also a really good um, tidbit to keep in the back of your head is like, a website is never done. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you, you may it have like kind of accomplished updating. your, yeah. exactly, you might have updated it, but that's, like that it by no means is done. There's always new, like the HTTPS. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you, you should be hosting it somewhere else. Or mm -hmm. there's like a new chat box feature that you should add. Or yeah, exactly. there's always things that you can be doing to your yeah. website. Exactly. And if it's not something on the front end, I think we, um, probably something that we think a lot about mm -hmm. is both front end and back end. But I think a lot of probably people just think, oh, the front end of their site yeah. is still pretty but you also need to make sure that you audited the back end and that could probably be a whole different conversation sure. to make sure that everything's up to snuff for a search engine mm -hmm. as well. Actually, I know Alex and I are kind of like, whoa, <laughs> no, we so are taking some examples. mistakes here, but uh, what, were, what were some of yours that you've noticed that are mistakes people are making? Yeah, I think one of my like biggest mistakes that are just like top of mind is regularly surveying your audience. Mm. So this year we participated mm. in a, um, digital marketing course yeah. called Ask Method, which is focused around, you know, building a survey and asking your audience what they actually want. Right. Um, and it was really interesting. And we found that a lot of um, the survey results came back as something that, that everyone didn't expect. So I could tell you what I think our audience is mm -hmm. until we actually surveyed those people. And um, we learned that maybe there's this like other segment that we are totally ignoring that are really interested right. in one of our products or you know for example say like we are mostly communicating to them via email but none of them check their email in fact they'd rather get discounts through Facebook or social yeah. media and so um, I guess that, like I would just recommend everyone to at least survey their audience yeah. like once or twice a year and make sure that all that effort you're putting into your marketing is actually like works right because you may think that something should be a certain way, but your audience may not think yeah, that. And I yeah. think that we're big fans of around here saying, we'll take it to the audience and let them decide because yeah. what you might like or what I might like may be way different than the messaging that they yeah. want to hear. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I think that that's a huge one as mm -hmm. well. Well, I think probably one final one um, that I see is not like just being too afraid to try. Yeah. Being too afraid to take it out there or to think, well, I don't need to be on social because my audience isn't. Well, odds are they probably are. Um, or just being too afraid to try something just because. So I think that's the biggest mistake I see. Or like All it gets time. too caught up with, we've got to revise it, we've got to make it perfect, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. Like we said, a website's never done. It changes too Everything fast Everything changes to do that. too fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, any mistake, especially online, can usually be deleted. <laughs> um, print materials can be reprinted. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the biggest 
digital marketing mistake I've noticed is just being too afraid to to try or to take that next step. Something is better than nothing. Exactly, exactly. A crooked movie that's wrong way is widescreen versus portrait. Oops, you know, go redo it. At least you did a video. (laughs) You know, so we want to know what is a digital marketing mistake that you see that companies are making or I'm, I'm really curious yeah. what other people yeah. are seeing as yeah. well and what bothers them yeah I know come on people speak up <laughs> connect with us at 21 handshake let us know what are some pet peeves of digital marketing mistakes that you see out there <laughs> so um, definitely share with us on social media at 21 handshake what digital mar- marketing mistakes that you are seeing we would love to know Did you love this episode? We're very thankful that you listened today. And if you loved it, yes, of course you did. We would be ultra grateful if you rated it five stars and shared it with a friend. Until next time.